Here we go, baby. Wow. Okay. My you, emotion. If you had my to, emotions. If you had to sum sum that up in one word, sentence, sound, like how do you sum that up? In one sound. <laughs> That's it. That was literally like the epitome of like being a Calgary Flames fan. I was so done with this team. <laughs> Okay, you know what? There is so much to break down. Like, like I was I, so I, done. There's so much to break down. Like, literally... Let, let's start there. I have a confession. I didn't see any of the comeback goals. You fucking asshole. I was at my parents' place, and it was 4-1, and me and my dad and grandpa were watching it, and I'm just like, screw this. I have some stuff to do. I'm leaving. So I leave... Turn on the radio, 4-2, 4-3. I'm like, there's no way. 4-4. Four, four. I'm like, God damn it. 5-4. And I'm like, See, I told you. See, I told you. Exactly. And I was like, these assholes. These assholes. These fucking I knew they sucked. These I knew they sucked. fucking. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, wait. <laughs> so then it's 5-4. I'm like, screw this. But I may as well listen to the last minute. I'm sitting in my car parked outside somewhere. Motherfuckers score. Dude, with one second left. Okay, like I said, there's a there's a there's a buttload to break down here. Okay? I was in a glass case because of emotion. We need to, what we need to do is we need to back up to before this game even started. Let's do it. Let's back up to last game. Did we? Because we have recap last game. No, we cer- certainly haven't. So right. why, don't, why don't we quickly recap that game? Okay, let's quickly recap that game because I mean. It's kind of weird, eh? Like this. This is the reason people say it's a long season, right? Yep. It's like you probably should. You probably deserved to beat one of the Hurricanes or the Jets, and you probably didn't deserve to win last night. Well, the, yeah, so it I all mean, evens out in the end. Sure. Now the Hurricanes game that was was a, was a carbon copy of the Jets game. It was like beat for beat, exactly the same. We had a listen. We had a great first twenty minutes in in Carolina. Oh yeah. And I thought I thought I would yeah. I would like to say we should have been up two nothing, but but Michael was, Macklin can't that, that was definitely offside. But then he missed the wide open net too, as he is he's prone to do. So does he miss as many open nets as Lindholm scores goals? Jesus Lord, Michael Backlund, okay, we'll get into this later. But him missing open nets, he missed one last night too on the backhand. Dude, that him w- missing open nets and only having two goals this this season shows you why we need another centerman. Anyways, all right, so so Carolina. You have a decent second period, and then you say, "Okay, guys, did you learn the lesson? You're gonna don't okay, whatever you do, don't sit on another one goal lead because you did it against the Jets." And how did that work? And you lost. Well, again, like I think you said it. It was like if this team has shown a propensity to do nothing else, it's not sit on leads. Yeah, it's like the worst game plan for this team. We like, can you name? Can you name any games last year that stand out? Nope. So, they have an abysmal third period. What was the shots? Well, they didn't get a shot until 17 minutes in. What is that? In the third period. In the third period. So, basically, they just sat back. Yeah. Didn't generate anything. Then you had to watch Shvechnikov make us look like absolute rejects. Rejects. That's the word I was going for. Of course it was. (laughs) And... Listen, I can't. I don't like the goal at all. 
If it was a not against the Flames, I would say, oh my God, that was sick. You know what? But it, I have no problem sitting you right here and telling you your face, <laughs> I did not like that goal. I haven't watched it. I'm so sick of it already. You know what's so hilarious is somebody tweeted about it right like an hour before the game and was like, why doesn't anybody try this in the NHL? And then it's like not an hour later, Shveshnikov does it. And it was like, of course he does yeah. it. It's like, we all, we're all, why is that? Can somebody give me a theory? Like, why are we the team? There's always these, I like, have a, I have, I do have a these highlights that like persist for like years and years and years. Like three, two from past jump out at me already is the stupid Jordan Eberle goal. His first goal that we never will hear the end of. I have a theory. And then the Daniel Sedin between the legs goal. I have a theory. Let's hear it. Would please. you like to hear it? My theory is it's the same for every team. But because it's your team, Maybe. Calgary Flames, you highlight on it. You highlight on it. But if you look throughout the entire league, it's probably totally even. I sure hope so. Because it seems that any time there's some highlight-ass goal, it's like, oh, it's the Flames. That was a pretty sweet goal. And but, then, I mean, was it that sweet? The thing is, like, it was sweet. Yeah, no, I know. Props. Yeah. That's a 10 out of 10. That was that was pretty amazing. To be able to actually Juice nineteen, to be able to actually score. I mean, well, you know what? I did. I, you know what? Like he kind of, I, he hit Riddick in the face a bit. Well, and that was the the controversy afterwards. Riddick yeah. wasn't complaining. Yeah, but he did say, "Well, I, if you want to call a high stick, I got a high stick right in my head. Yeah, like right in my face. Like he he smacked him in the face. It wasn't super blatant. How much of it was the puck though? But still, like I can understand where it's kind of like because he did jam that puck right into that crevice. Yeah, I know. Okay, and then obviously we lost, and the ship continued to sink. Well, the fan, the ship that is the fan base's confidence in this team continued to sink. Well, you know what? Okay, into well, the abyss of the and sea, and we'll get into it. We're kind of going to be all over the place today, but I mean, the, the thing that still persisted last night in the Carolina game. You know what? The number one difference was for me that game. You didn't score a power play goal. Carolina did. You had a chance. In the final two minutes, you were yeah. on the power play. Yeah. You did dick all. Fix the so, power play. And the reason why it's important to bring up the Carolina game is because it sets the stage. For where the fan base is at. For where the fan base is at. And, and where why it, I was turning the TV And off. where it was going into last night's matchup against Nashville. Yeah. And then you get outshot. Was it 20 to nothing in the first period? I got home a little late. When I turned it on, it was 2 nothing, and the shots were 14-0. 14 is nothing. Okay. And so go, here's from my perspective. Going into last night's game in Nashville, the fan base is like, what the fucking fuck is going on? Right? And I mean, like, how have we been? We've been pretty even keeled. And I, I even I think, said I even said yesterday, I was like, I don't even really care if they get the win tonight because you're playing a tough team. Nashville's rolling. Pecorino has been great. You're struggling. But just show up. The main thing has been the lack of effort yeah. and the lack of consistency. To summarize how we've been feeling, I think you would agree, is we're not worried, but boy, are we frustrated. It's like could you play one period in a row, two periods in a row that aren't wildly different. You know what? You know what I don't mind one bit, as a matter of fact, I actually enjoy it, is when you lose a hockey game that you deserve to win. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good lesson. I don't mind that. I don't mind it either. So when you lose and you have you don't deserve to even be in the same rink, that's frustrating. And coming off of two games that you you blew already, right? Yeah. 
and you've kind so, of you've shown a propensity to do this through the all season. Again, like this this has been this is our f- fear. I, again, I think this is why so many people were losing it when it was four to one and when shots were fourteen nothing. It's because the way the playoffs ended last year, the way this year has started, we all have this. What would you call it? We're just kind of it's kind of like the reverse of waiting for this team to catch fire. We're waiting for this. We're waiting for our suspicions to be confirmed that this team sucks, right? It's like, if you're a pessimist... You have some doubts. You have some doubts, and you're just kind of like, yep, there it is. Here we go again. This same old shit. No heart, no effort, can't get it done. And not only that, it's like, if you look at... If you break down the playoff exit, it's due to lack of scoring depth, due to lack of center depth, and due to lack of improper slotting, which is all about the depth. And then, so part of that equation, too, is... Tree Living did nothing at the trade deadline last year. He did nothing in the offseason. So I know that was part of the frustration, too. It's like, well, who's responsible for this? Well, that's it. And it, I was sitting there last night with my grandpa and my my dad. Oh, I could imagine. Oh, your, man. What was your grandpa saying? Well, he's, like, super positive. Well, I know. He's the guy that's, like, always telling you yeah, to go home. And he like, thinks I'm a total jerk. I'm sitting there, like, and, and when I get mad, when it's 4-1, I'm not cursing the players. I'm cursing Tree Living. I was going off on Tree Living. I was like, this loser the only reason you have this job is because his dad owns boston pizza i hate this i'm leaving and then i left and this is why i wanted to start <laughs> with this conversation because as a fan it's so it's it, let me tell you the point i want to make is this is that after the game was over i went back and i watched the entire game again and I don't really know why I did it. I think part of it was because... You got pleasure out of... Because I needed to go back and... Well, what happened? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, part of it, too, was that when the the accumulation of the losing was happening, it's so hard to watch. I'm not usually on live. So I was flipping through most of it, trying to watch most of it. Yeah. But as I go back and watch... And, and it's so weird because your perspective changes because you know you win the game. They weren't even that bad in the first period. It's it's kind of hilarious, actually, because, like, I posted all the possession metrics after the game. Like They I, were fine. I'm watching the first period. I'm like, holy shit, like, are we the better team in this period? Because if, I you, if you take the shots out of the equation, if you're not counting the shots, and you just look at the team play... Obviously, you take the goals out of the equation. I think Calgary was the better team. Were they? So, what did you? You said you pulled some stuff up. What did you? What did you find? Well, they won the course. They Corsi four percentage. They were better. Like that's not score effect adjusted or anything. But and, overall, and all their goals came in the third period. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the important I, ones. Okay, I'll I'll break it down for you real quick. Just because like this would this shocked me after that because like I said I didn't see the first period because I was just driving and I was listening on the radio. So you look at the shots. You're like Jesus Lord, what are they doing? And it's, yep. it's two nothing. Um, and then I got home in the second period. They were fine, but still it was four to one, so it was just frustrating to watch. So the Flames finished the night fifty one point seven six Corsi four percenters. They had the majority. They won the shot share. Can, I can't. That shocked me. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. And I, I'll have to go back and watch it tonight because I've only watched the highlights. Because like, I literally watched the second and half of the third, and that's all I've seen. And like, they fifty four point seven six. They they majority of the shot share. Um, obviously they had way fewer scoring chances, but still like third, like first period, they were bad. Second and third, they were quite good. It's just shocking to me. 
Like, you're, I couldn't believe it when I looked at it. I thought the Corsi 4, I thought the possession metrics in the first were going to be mind-bogglingly bad. The Predators had 19 shot attempts. The Flames had 11. They weren't even that bad. No. It's weird. It's because really weird. Now, but if you go, when you're in your emotional state of like, I, this team blows. Exactly. I can't handle tree living. I want to kill them. <laughs> and it, it, like, it's weird how it paints... It's like it paints little- a to- it totally. It's like it's like whatever the opposite of rose-colored glasses is. Shit-colored glasses. Mm-hmm. That's exactly true. It's and it's weird. I'm trying because last night is the perfect example, and they've even done this. You know what? They have. They didn't even do this last year because last year when they came back from games, they were still in the games. They weren't like completely out of it. Yeah. And the other thought I had was like, is it possible to do what they did last night at home? Because the the energy of the it's all, I almost feel like the only way that that was possible to have that comeback that they had last night was on the road. Well, the, the when, most when the when the crowds because like exactly. if your home team crowd yeah. is going through what we were going through to exactly. such an extreme, you tell me they wouldn't have got booed off the ice well, in the first dude, period. Remember at the at the LA game, the first LA game that we hosted, we were there. Yeah, they were getting jeered. Yeah, because they got O'Shaw like twenty to three in the first period. Yeah, they were getting jeered. They went like. 13 minutes with a shot, and yep. they finally came down. The so crowd's imagine, like, hey, imagine you, you got nothing. a shot for LA. Yeah, so, like, I, 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 and I, like, I don't disagree. If you, like, I don't know. is this Was this kind of the all-time high lack of confidence in the last three years up to a boiling point? Well, you forget how bad 2017-2018 was, though. Oh, that was the second year of Glenn Goldson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but by that point... But at that point, it, we were all just like, down, yeah, fuck this shit. But they weren't... Like, the the Glenn, expectations the, were already so low. The Glenn Goldson team is different because they never proved you wrong. Yeah, exactly. So you, it was like it was kind of like the boiling of the frog, where you just slowly get more disappointed, slowly get... And it's eventually, you're just like, no, they're not going to come back. Yeah, exactly. No. Whereas whereas this, is like your expectations to coming into the season are so high. Yeah. And they're not meeting those expectations. It's such an interesting perspective. Like, go back and watch it. When you're not okay. in a fit of rage. I'm going to have to do that tonight. Even if you just watch the first period. Yeah. You'll be like, holy shit. This is the period that they so-called got dominated in. And we actually... There's a majority of that period. We're the better team. And the shots are not indicative of the play. I mean, they had a post. I think they had one or two posts in the first period alone. And anytime we got a shot, it was like a good scoring chance. And we actually did we did get a goal. Oh yeah, we scored. It was two one. It was two for all the doom and gloom. It was two one after one. Now the second period. I think you know what? I think period, I was more frustrated with the second period than the first period. Allowing the two shorthanded goals. Yeah, that was unacceptable. Because if you've listened to me at all, my biggest bone of contention with this team has been how bad the power play has been. So then to have them score two shorthanded goals just made me blow up. Yeah. I mean, well, we've been saying time and time in like the last few weeks, the power play is now losing you games because it's not scoring. But when it gets scored on twice, twice. in one game, it, it's beyond losing you games. Like it's it's losing you a season. Like that was infuriating. Yet they still won. <laughs> the other thing, if you're gonna watch um, if you if you go back and watch any of that game, ISO Cam Matthew Kachuk. Jesus, it, I was fucking blown away at how good he played. Like hands down, without a date, that's the best game Matthew Kachuk has ever played as a Calgary Flame. There were like two shifts. Well, the one shift specifically where he was just going ape shit. 
He was going nuts. It was in the sec. It was in the second. He was just out there crashing, banging. Looked like, like, yeah. Do we want to talk about this? Like, because I think he's our best player. Oof. It's hard to argue. If if he plays like he did last night for the majority of the season, I hundred percent agree. He's our best player. I think he's our best player. And I think he can be our. And best here's player. the thing: is if you go back and watch any of that game, just watch Matthew Kachuk. The guy is all over it. What are you, Cassie Campbell? <laughs> is that a compliment? I'm just giving you shit. <laughs> if it's a compliment, look then, yeah. at his face. But no, seriously, like you showed just me. Watch. You showed me. You showed me after. Was that after the right after the five? Well, goal. that's not even what I'm talking about. I, I know, watch, but watch him, him play. Yeah, watch him on the ice. It's like he's all over the plate. He wins every single battle. Yeah. Every time he gets the puck, he makes something happen. He was a he's beast. Like, he was unbelievable last night. That he was, was driving like, play, driving to the net, creating scoring chances, setting up guys. It was unreal. Every was, time he touched the puck, something like you were just like, wow. He was incredible. On the ice last night, on ice, the Flames had 22 shot attempts when Matt Kachuk was on the ice. Led the team. He and Rasmus Anderson. 22 shot attempts while Kachuk was on the ice. 20 for Rasmus. Well, and he led the team in shots last game as well. He was so good last night. I didn't ISO cam him like I did last night. But maybe he was that good last game. All I'm saying is, like, do yourself a favor. At least watch 20 minutes of that game and just watch Matthew Kachuk. It's unbelievable how effective he was last night. Corsi, four percentage for Matthew Kachuk last night. 68-7-5. Incredibly good. And, like, look at the rest of the team. Like, everybody was pretty good. There's only... Like five or six guys who who are below fifty percent possession, and they're the usual suspects: Hamannik, Hannafin, Quine, Janko, Lucic, Manjapani. But Manjapani had a bit of a rough That's game. An it unusual, looks like, but unusual suspect. Yeah. Anyway, God, he was good. And not only that, not only is he executing the way he is, but he's still being the effective pest yeah. as well. Well, I think that's why I say like I think he's our best player because Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monahan, when they're not scoring. It's it's rough. Yeah, for them it, to be it, effective, it really is. Um, and we'll get to this, but yeah. but so now, basically, chronologically speaking, we're up to the third period now, and it's four one, and Rasmus Anderson. And you know what? I knew the comeback. I knew in my I, you know who I thought actually was really good in the third was Johnny Gaudreau. Well, everyone, that gave me a little bit. Was pretty good. That gave me a little bit of confidence because he yeah. looked like he was he was flying out there. And honestly, if you go back and watch any of that game, he was pretty good throughout the game as yeah, well. Yeah, like in the third specifically, I thought he also had a good game. Even Monahan. Yeah, no, Monahan had three assists. They did really you, needed that. Did you see that hit he laid that led to the dude? I really like the home goal. And again, it's so weird because, like you said, like watching it, knowing that they're gonna win changes everything. Yeah, you're not biased. You're like, oh, you're what a great play by Gaudreau there. What a great play by Monaghan there. Instead of, why don't you score? Why don't you come down and score? Why can't we trade them? They suck. He's so bad. But it to me, it's such a fascinating concept that as a fan, you don't see clearly yeah. when you're losing. It's it. And when you're losing, and when when the losing starts to culminate like that. It's like, do it is. It's doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And just think about like Edmonton went through it last year. Yeah, last year. Well, every year. I I took some great pleasure in watching them go through it last year. I was starting to I was starting to key in on all the post game interviews. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> like it looked like 
somebody's family member was murdered. Poor McDavid, eh? That's how they all were in the interviews after the games. Well, McDavid always even physically looks like he's just like on the edge of a mental breakdown. But there's two things that's like, I don't know. Maybe that's why we're, we're more so, we're not worried, we're just frustrated. Yeah. Well, again, like I think we've been, I think we have been, I think most fans are on the same page, right? We've been pretty level-headed. Yeah, most far. fans. But you also have, you also have like, the extreme optimists that are just fucking annoying. Yeah, exactly. Like, guys, you can't be mad. How can you be mad? It's like, we've watched some sh- really bad hockey thus far. That's why we're mad. How can you not be mad? Like, I think, again, like, if you actually believe that the Flames were coming back in that game last night, you're lying. But I guess this is part of the thrill of, of sports. It's true. It's because like, <laughs> if you're that optimist guy, do you really... Do you enjoy it? Do you even enjoy that win? See, told you. Well, I'd cheer, but I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like, last night is like... I, you have to almost ride the wave of emotions, but I don't know how you manage it any better. Exactly. Like, is it possible? That's why it's so fun. Because I think without the highs and lows, it wouldn't be as good. Like, without me being so goddamn mad last night when it's 4-1, <laughs> the win is not as fun. No. But then you also have to watch out so you don't look like a jackass. I know, right? But we've been pretty good. I, we've been pretty good. Like I, I have a tendency are, to be like worse, there, but... I have seen people on Twitter in the past week, they're like over the top. Well, again... Where it's, how, where it's like, trade everybody, yeah. tank, go for the next, go for the first round pick. It's like, yeah. dude, it's like five games. <laughs> yeah. We're and five it, games in. Steinberg was saying something interesting this afternoon. He's like, there's probably a misconception of like playing a full 60, right? It's like, especially in today's NHL, where everybody's so good, it's pretty hard to play 60 full minutes of well, dominating you, hockey. You can't. Well, yeah. A team... What team is going to, other than Tampa Bay last year... We're struggling crazily this year. ...is going to dominate every shift. Yeah. So, like... You're going to lose some shifts. You're going to lose some pyramids. Exactly. You're going to lose some games. So, like, if... It's so weird. Because but it's the culmination of losing that really... It starts to... And it's... Like, you... It's like you... It's like your brain needs the dopamine yeah, exactly. from the win in order to stay stable. Well, exactly. It's like last year we were conditioned. It was like last year was a conditioning experiment where we were always expecting these dopamine hits after like, okay, they're down. It's like, where is it? 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 We don't get it. But how, like, oh, how great was it though when you had- We're so- salivating and we get no food. There's how, no Pavlonian response How here. great was it though when they were down? And you're like, they're going to come back. I know. You're like, watch. I just know they are. And they, know they do. Exactly. So it's like. I would much rather be <laughs> in that place. So now we've seen this year a few games where that hasn't quite happened and we're all freaking out. Yeah. So. Man. Okay. I'm still kind of like riding the wave of emotion today. Because <laughs> like, you, you honestly, came in this morning and I was like, you know what? We got to go for it. We gotta go all in and trade and win the cup this year. It's like you're like it's well, one you know game, what? you idiot. But we are gonna get to that because we have a pretty good breakdown of what yeah. we think this team really needs. Um, so let's let's kind of just break down the third period then. Because, exactly. Man alive! Like I was. So Rask used the comeback. He was excellent last night. Was he good or was he good? He was probably the second best player. Who what? Chuck. Honestly, who stood out as bad? I don't, again, like I said, like, even, even if you look at their possession metrics. Even Hammond and Hamifick, yeah. I always do that. Hammond and Hamifick, I just did it again. Those two were good. At least you're not saying Hammond. Like, they were better. They were not great. I thought, okay, Hannafin was directly responsible for that last two-on-one goal, though. Yeah. Like, that was his fault. 
Like, you finally are back in the game. Why are you pinching there, Noah Hannafin? What are you doing? If they don't tie that... If Manthe Kajok doesn't tie that game, I'm ready to just shoot Noah Hannafin into the sun. Just strangle him. Yeah, so, like... With your bare hands. With my bare hands. But, like, seriously, though... In the back alley. (laughs) Not in the back alley. In broad daylight. I'll go to jail for it, too. I don't care. Like, I mean, I thought everybody was pretty good last night. Like, okay, the lowest... Other than everybody was above 50% in possession, other than these players. Hannafin, Hamannick, Quine, Mondepani, Janko, Lucci. Yes. This everybody is five on else five, right? was... Yeah, it's five on five. So, but that's the thing. Where we where we stunk was the power play again. Yeah, power play blue. If you remove the power... Honestly, I created a tweet going to the third period. I said, okay, game plan for the third period. Don't draw any penalties. Right. Because you don't want to go up. You don't want to Your go to the power play is so bad, it's getting scored on more often than it gets scored. So bad. And it's, and it's scoring. So it's like, yeah, nobody, nobody really stood out. No, like, I thought the fourth line was pretty meh. But, yeah. I mean, nobody but, was that hey, bad. But great management by Bill. Exactly. He went down to three lines. Yes. Like, he needs he to do that more often. the guys that should have sat. Exactly. Whereas, like, going into the last night... We've been breaking down the past few games where it's been an issue where it's like, why do you have Jankowski? Why is Jankowski in the dang minutes in the most important plays of the game? Yeah. Why do you have Lucic when you need a goal and with one minute left? Last night he managed. Last night he didn't get out coached. Exactly, which was a goddamn pleasure because he's been getting out coached a lot lately. So okay, so it's four two now, and I think it was at this point they get a two on zero. Oh, the Yossi two on zero. Okay, under, underrated. Well, not underrated, but under talked about point of this game is David Riddick stopping a goddamn two on zero. How did that happen? I don't know. To keep the game, like okay, if he doesn't, if he doesn't stop that, you don't win. It's game well, over. Well, I can't even say. Can that. you imagine? Can you imagine the fan reaction if they allow a two on zero goal there and they lose that game like six two or something? It's so amazing how much just like on any given play, yeah. if you look back. It's just like, wow, how much was exactly. riding on it's that like one play? There's just so many infinite timelines. It's just unbelievable. So that is a huge topic like, point. I mean, that's, there's a lot to break apart here. There's tons. I'm salivating so, at my mouth. Thank God for Dave Riddick because, yeah, I kind of forgot about that until And I mean, he was good. Up. Those goals Dude, were he like... he was good. Those goals, nobody stopping those goals. No chance. Like, nobody stopping those. Like, no do, chance. Do you fault him for any of those? And I will... We'll say the one blemish on Chucky's game was giving, yeah. giving up that two on yeah, one. He turned bad. it over, and he played that. He's not a defense. You know, oh, he played that really bad. Well, he did. He was but, like skating forwards, then backwards, then yeah, he yeah, didn't play. He game. did, but honestly, if you're if you if it's two on one and it's yeah. two skilled guys, what are you gonna do? Eighty percent of the time, you don't stand much of a chance. Your goalie yeah. is gonna need to make a save, and it, like there's no no one was saving that shot. That was pegged. Okay. So it's four two. It's four two. And then and they come down. They score another goal. Four three. And you're just. Like, I still, yeah, I still was because I saw those goals. And you at that point, you're kind of like, oh, they got yeah. a lucky one. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, just going through the motion. What did you say? What is your summation? One word. Cockties. Yep. I said, you ready for the cockties? The cockties was goes back to Glenn Galton. It's like we oh, saw. Yeah, we didn't see. Back, blah, we didn't blah, see blah. any cockties last year nope. under Bill Peters, but under Glenn Galton, it was like. Okay, we went down three nothing. Oh, it's three so one, three two. We'll probably get a late go. goal in the third to make it three two, and then that's about it. Yeah, but Helen Quine, okay. baby. Okay, and that that goal. Wow. Okay, Geo. We'll get to Geo's play in overtime. Geo also saved the game. Yeah, 
But, that was a gr- but but we'll start here at the tying goal. That was a great shift. That was an excellent shift. Like they put that third period was an excellent body work. They were great in the third. They're generating chances. Like fuck, they look good. The, so, anyways, I mean, Geo, I mean, that we had how, the puck for how how long before we scored that yeah, goal? Yeah, I know that. That was just like, like we were pressing. Yeah, that was one of the, that was probably the best one of the best shifts I've seen. Geo gets a good scoring this chance. Season. Gets the puck back. God, he's good. Isn't he good? Like. Everybody thought I thought he was shooting. Well, again, how many and then times what does he do? Yeah, he like threads the needle from right four guys to the open guy. Beautiful and Quiner, good on him. Good on him. It's a good berry. Exactly. Like, because can you imagine? Because all I was thinking was like, what if that was Lucci? What if it was Michael Backlund? What if it was Backlund? It's like Quine. Great job. That's why I like having guys like Quine in the lineup. Other than like Reader, it's just like I can't remember what point of the game Backlund missed the open net. Was it four two or four three or? I think it was one. in the it was in the it was in the third. It was I either think. the first or the third. It was it was yeah it was in the yeah, it was in that end. It was on the left side of the screen. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it was the third because I remember my dad was screaming about it. He's like, "Come watch this idiot! He can never hit the net." <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God. huge goal. So I more impressive to me than the coming back to tie it four four was the fact that they tied it after it was five four. Well, a hundred percent. Okay, so then we fast forward. Well, they tied it up with what four minutes left? They tied it up like not three? not two minutes later. They tied it up, or they uh, they scored to go ahead five four in Nashville. And then I I texted you. I'm like, see, I told you. Yeah, and I knew it because I was again these assholes. Yeah, it's again your confirmation bias. Confirmation bias. I'm dry. I'm in my car driving I'm home. I'm steeped in in too many losses. Yeah, my emotions exactly. are not clear. I can't. But what if they did lose? I, I'm they tied up four four. I'm like shit. I shouldn't have left. Nashville goes ahead five four. I'm like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. These I knew it. These, these losers, assholes. These losers. These millionaire <laughs> losers. They are so stupid. As I'm saying that, what happens? And then so, the interesting thing about this is like, it can't just be just the two of us going through this process, and everybody's going through it in varying degrees. And I tweeted I tweeted this late last night when I watched it through the second time. Because now that you know, after Nashville went up 5-4, they show a close-up of Riddich. The guy looks fucking defeated. They pan a close-up of the, vent, the bench. One by one by one. Every single guy, head down, eyes down, looking down. Like, fuck. How did this just happen? Fuck, we lost. And then it pans to Chucky. And Chucky's not sitting down. He's fucking like chomping at the bit, trying to get over the board. He's like chewing on his mouth guard. He looked like he was literally salivating. He looked like a rabid beast. He was just... Let me at him. Like, seriously. Like, we're not trying to go all Cassie Campbell on you, but... You should... Did you tweet that? I did tweet that. Yeah. Go check it out on our Twitter. It's just like a panning of the bench. It's all these sad saps. It's and like it's body, it's body language. It's body language. And it's like, holy fuck, we lost. And then you get Chucky. And he's like, let me out. Let me on the ice. And the motherfucker comes down. He, okay, he fucking dominated that shift. Oh, he totally did. He probably could have had four chances yeah, to I get th- a goal I because thought, of him. Yeah. I thought it... And then... The play we hate the most, yep. the power play play that never fucking high, works. High. It worked. It worked. Well, I saw because I thought it did, wasn't going to work. 
because Will, you can never tell because I was listening to her on the radio because it was in my car. You can never fucking tell when they've scored when Derek Wills is calling the game because he takes so long to blurt it out. So I wasn't sure if they had scored because here was the play call from Derek Wills. It was like, Joe Monahan, Kachuk, he scores. I was like, oh my god! So I'm like in my car, just like, is it in or what? That was a great impression. So and meanwhile, you can probably hear, yeah, of all the players on the ice. I wasn't sure. Oh my god! Oh my god! Then you could tell Nashville was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Okay, so then we go to overtime. Dude, I thought the overtime was good. We had Dude, possession. I'm, I'm si- just so just to paint the picture for everyone. I'm sitting in a parking lot in my car, listening to all this unfold. Okay, so you were driving back from your parents' place back at your place, back to my place, and I had to stop somewhere, and so I'm literally so, sitting wait, wait. there. At what point of the game did you leave? I left at with four like one? I think I, no, I left it four three. Oh, I left it four three because you didn't think they were going to pull it pull it off. No, even at four three, I left. You were like, three. okay, well, there was five minutes left, right? Wasn't it? Oh, I can't like believe you left at four. I'm admitting it. I left. Oh my god. That's where my fandom was at, and I wasn't even like super mad and shit. I was just like, nah, they're not. Doing Honestly, that. man, I wonder how many fucking. People, I think a lot of people did. How many people tuned it out? I how think many, a lot of people. How many did. people changed the channel? Went and did something else. Went and brushed their teeth. Went and fucking shoveled the walk, even though it didn't snow. If I was how at my, if out, I was at home. How many people were out raking the yard at? <laughs> About doing anything at about eight. Well, do I heard, of, I heard a few people on the fan texting and said, "Yeah, I switched over to the football game." What football game? NFL. Oh boy! Can you imagine? No. If I had been at home and I didn't have stuff to do, I, I wouldn't have turned it off at four three. But I had some. So, For, forgive me, please. Forgive me, flames. Hey, we described. It's hard, man. Anyways, you, you can't control. Sometimes you can't control your emotions, and. <laughs> You've done pretty good this year, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. Anyways, overtime. Okay, so we dominated you for the text- first... <laughs> the first thing you texted me was, where's Ryan? Why isn't Ryan Yeah. <laughs> Bill, are you going to put Ryan out? And this is what I mean. You didn't get out coached last night. Exactly. Do you see one look of Ryan in the OT? Nope. But you saw Modge? Anyways, they dominated the first, what, three minutes? It was oh, like... Yeah. took three minutes for the Nashville to get the puck. Yeah. But then, fuck, man, Geo saves the goddamn day. Oh. I don't know who the Nashville guys were, but the pass, there was a guy or... literally wide open. Empty net, yeah. wide open. Geo fucking stops it with his hand. And then just jumps on the puck. And then Riddick comes out and is like, dude, I fucking love you. <laughs> Riddick's like, he's not coming out to see if Giordano's okay because he no. just got a skate to the face. He's out there to thank him for being such a fucking beast. And saving the game. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, shootout. Because like there's like 14 seconds. I left. thought shootout for sure. Listen, 14 seconds. Yeah. You're in your own end. Yeah, I thought shootout. I'm for like, sure. okay, shootout. Yeah. I'm starting to get mentally I'm ready. Okay, we won the last two. No, I think we'll just win now. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk. I'm telling you, man, from start to finish, watch that. If you ever want to like that guy was unbelievable last night. I can't believe, okay, and again, I was listening on the radio, so I didn't know the Between the Lakes thing happened. But Will, oh my God, dude. Will, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't see that. Wills was losing it, and it was like, he made a really bad, he made some trick-or-treat pun or something, but even, I was even excited, I even got goosebumps listening to him say Matthew Kachuk scores. 
So I was jacked up in the car, not even knowing he pointed between his legs. And then I get Kay. home, and I was just like, without speech. I was shocked for a good two hours. Because you know what else is hilarious? How I think he tried the between. You hate you hate the between. I the legs. hate the between the legs. Thing. I don't I don't mind it because he tries it. I wouldn't even mind it so much, but he tries. Okay, he tries it so much that it drives me. I literally said to my grandpa <laughs> earlier in the game. Oh my god! When he tried it, he no, because he tried it on the rush. Right? You remember the play? Yeah. He tried it. And hey, I was like, I thought that was a great utilization of that play. I was like, I I said to my grand like word for word, I was like. He would be so much better and effective if he stopped screwing around and started simplifying his game. I, those words came out of my mouth last night. It's so funny, man. <laughs> Isn't it, it ridiculously hilarious? It's almost like there's some weird voodoo thing going on. And it was Halloween. Yeah. And Montreal did the same thing pretty much. Not as... wasn't as crazy. Not as dramatic. Not as dramatic at all. But... It's so funny. It's like gotta be some weird energy thing. It has where to it's be. Like, when everybody just fucking... Counts you out of it, it it just magic happens. It's the, just weird. It's it's unbelievable. It's the reason so why weird. the reason why I don't mind him doing the between the legs play. If he doesn't do it, he probably doesn't score. Oh no, there's no way. Did you hear him explaining it after the game? Okay, Matthew Kachuk, go ahead, take a bow, bud. You don't have to be all like, yeah, I got lucky, blow. Yeah, dude, you like everybody knows. That I that hereby was a, give him that permission was an to do that. Act of desperation. If you if you go back and tap in the clock in time and try anything else like that's the only way the puck ends up in the back well of the he net. explained it he's like i didn't think i could shovel it in with my backhand and again like as if he's gonna get a good shot away with his do backhand, you realize shovel it in like the no amount, chance do you realize the amount of thought processing that went in in about like 0.2 milliseconds it's like, it's like that because you can see him know he has to do it he and it's incredible because most guys because you could see he could probably get a forehand shot away he probably could have but, but you, you yeah can, but you, you would have... No. You can watch him in slow motion. You might not have Realize he can't shoot it as... Like, he can't get the shot he wants. You can see him not touch the... Well, he could have grabbed it. He could have. You can see him realize he's not going to get the shot he wants. You can let you can see him watch the puck move for an extra half second and then put the stick between his legs and roof it. See... It was incredible. What, what's going to happen right in this moment right now is we're going to change your view of the between the legs Yeah, no, forever. it's changed. Because what that is, and you, that's strategic. a full display, yeah. it adds another dimension to your threat. Because it wasn't just because fancy. It, it wasn't just him being like, hey, well, look at me. It exactly. wasn't even like... It wasn't Shveshnikov-like. It wasn't even like Sonny Milano scored a similar goal. Yeah. Remember when he's breaking down? It wasn't even like, I'm just going to do this because it's going to be sick. It was like that was goal, the only play. That yeah. was the only play that could score a goal there, which is incredible. And then who the fuck snipes top shelf from the hash marks between the legs? On Pecorine, who I, I don't know if you know this, has allowed one goal in his previous three games and is coming off back-to-back shutouts. That was an incredible goal. Okay, what was better, that or Schwester? That goal's better. 100%. Like, it's not even close to me. No. When you take away the the, the manner that he had to do it so quick, there was one second left on the clock, he roofed it, he did it in a, it's an overtime game winner. (laughs) Like, that's the goal of the year. That right there is the shit that, that, this is why I love sports. It's incredible. (laughs) This is why I love sports. I know, seriously. This is like a big time, big time game. A big time, okay. A big time play leads to a big time goal and a big time game in a big time league. With your big time, with your star, 
Like it's that's big league shit right there. That is like absolutely wow. And the 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 cool like the thing about the between the legs, it adds another dimension to what you can do offensively. Exactly. Because like you like that is a perfect example. Like you said, if he were just to try and receive it on the forehand and get a shot off, a D man could have got a stick on it. Yeah. There's a there's an element of puck protection that happens when he goes between his legs. Because now well, he's protecting the puck. He's got a leg in front of it. And to give myself a bit of a break, the times he does do the between the legs things, I think it is less of that okay, a but, lot of the time. Because he does it from sure, like behind the net a lot. Sure, like you didn't need to do that. Sure, you could have just taken the puck. Sure, the but earlier in the game, the one you were upset about, I think was just as great as what he did. Well, I was probably upset about it because it was, he, it was four to one, and I was pissed. Yeah, because he was like. Here, now that you know we win the game, go back and look at yeah, it. Yeah, and I'll be like, The play Ooh. is unbelievable. He drives the net. It's a power move to the front of the net. But there's guys coming at him, and he knows that probably guy's going to get a stick on my stick if yeah. I shoot it. I'm going to be between my legs. Like, I can't believe the amount of mental processing. And you know what? Just as a, just as a bit of an aside, how great has the hockey been? How, like, the NHL is so good right now in terms of the actual hockey being played. Like we have we have goals like this going in every almost every night. Yeah. Like there's three goals this year. I'm thinking of this one, the Shvechnikov goal and the Sunny Milano goal this year that have been well, like Bob Coleman. One-hander. One-hander. Like there's been like five or six unbelievable goals like this it's this, the, the skill level This now. is the skill era. Yeah. Like well, it's and part, unbelievable. And the reason why is you, you know, like him scoring that goal is a direct... This is an example of a guy working on that. Yeah. It, like, do you know how much he does that? And you know what? That's the other thing it's that I was skill, taking into consideration. It's a skill that he's worked on and developed. Exactly. So that when it comes to a millisecond time of split decision, split second decision making, you can pull it this off. This has really changed my view on his between the legs thing. Good. <laughs> because, like, that's the first thing that entered my brain when I saw the replay of that is, like, how many times has he practiced that? Because he did that so seamlessly... Yeah. And place that shot so perfectly. Yeah. If he hasn't been practicing this in games, he probably doesn't get that shot. Like away. how many people, even in the NHL, can do that? Would if they tried that in that speed, in that moment, in that big of a that big of a moment in the game would fall right on their face. Totally. <laughs> like that is such oh wow. And the only thing you can compare it to is how much he works on his eye-hand coordination, yeah. and we already We've saw already him. The result of that, like he's done this before already this year. He's like, it's not just him. I think it's players around the league, but like, there's a whole kind of like untapped area of skill sets that we're seeing now lead to like these great players in the NHL. Yeah, like you don't just have to like it's it's really cool. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that was a full display of skill right there. Oh, so good. And any any listen. Anybody, because they were talking on the radio today, saw it on Twitter. Anybody that is poo-pooing that goal in any way. I don't think anybody is. Oh, there's a lot of people that are. What? Yeah. Anybody that is has a hate on for Matthew Kachuk and or the Flames. Because there's no way if you're unbiased, you don't look at that and just like, you're just like, wow. That's That would be insane. Like... That's stupid. That's old. That's old school hockey bullshit, probably. Right? Like he was. They're saying he's hot dogging or something. No, I'm, they're just like it wasn't that skilled. He got lucky. And oh, they're saying he's lucky. That's even worse. <laughs> it's like he was. Some people. Some people were saying it was a muffin. Oh my god. Go watch it in slow motion. 
just frame by frame. You can watch it. You, you can, can see the mental process. You can see him be like, unfold. nope, gotta go between my legs. Boop. You know what that reminds me of a little bit? When Mario Lemieux lets the pass go 100%. through his legs in the Olympics to Paul Korea. It's like hockey IQ. Like, it's ass- it's unbelievable. That, I think, honestly, that will go down as one of the greatest goals I'll ever see. And you have to factor. You have to factor in. <laughs> I hate myself. You have to factor in the magnitude of the of where the game is at, because the Schwedska got just by an Dude. OT winner alone. Like you get just way by more an overtime winner. Yeah. Factor that into the seat, the context of what's been going on in the last few games. Right. You absolutely bad needed a win. Team needs a rally. How bad they played in the first. Well, not even played, but how badly they. Got dominated in the first period. How low the fan base's faith is how sinking. How upset everybody is. How many people turned off the game? Exactly. How many and people? How many people scored the game tying goal? How many people had to listen to it in their car on the way? <laughs> <laughs> you score the game tying goal with forty seconds left, and then you do that. Jesus Christ! Can we just like that's incredible? And I think that's why we're saying he's our best player because. Okay, so that's for you, Matthew Chuck. Slow clap. Do we want to get into the what yes, we were talking about this morning? Because leading up to this game, right, and this to me just confirms it a hundred percent is that Chucky needs to be on the top line, and I feel like Lindholm needs to be on the top line. But you can't split up Monty and Johnny. And you were saying this last night. What if Monty and Johnny was your second wave of threat? How much would that take? The defensive game, the defensive onus of the game off of them, how much would it free them up to just dominate more teams, yeah. more lines, because they can't match up as well. But in order to do that, we need to go out, go out and get someone that can play in the top six, legit. Like a legitimate threat. Like I'm talking like Taylor Hall. Like Taylor Hall level. Or, e- or even just below that. I like, think we were just riffing on this idea like maybe, a, maybe like last week or earlier in the week. It's like, hey... What would be a top line? What's a top line that you want to model your team after? Like the Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line is yeah. probably the ultimate example. Why are they so good? It's because they're an incredible play-driving line, that incredible possession, and they're incredibly skilled. And they don't spend much time in their own end. They spend zero time in their own end. Why? And when they do, they can handle it. Because Patrice Bergeron is a defensive god, and both Marchand and Pasternak are, are very smart defensively as well. Yeah, exactly. So we were saying like... Can you imagine a top line on the Flames? Okay, maybe it's a centerman, maybe it's a winger, whatever. But in some combination where it's Lindholm, Kachuk, and another player. Like, well, and again, don't like if imagine imagine a line of Lindholm, Kachuk, Hall. That's your top line. That is a top yeah. play driving line in the NHL. Yeah, and you can match. Now you have Kachuk and Lindholm, both defensively sound guys. You can match that against McKinnon. Exactly. That can, can be match, the matchup. You can match it against Marchand. Because you see, now, that's what you see those other great teams doing, is matching their top lines against other teams' top lines. I think that's why you see the Leafs get whooped by Boston all the time. Because the Marchand-Bergeron-Pasnack line yeah. dominates the yeah. Leafs' top line. So then, not only that, but now you have Monty and Johnny that you follow up with. Yeah. And now you have way more options to match up with those guys. Those guys can not- match up much, uh, much easier matchups. And then you have Backlund slotted down where he should be in a defensive shutdown role. And you could also use your third line as a shutdown matchup line. Honestly, I feel like we've cracked 
the code by bringing in a legit top guy to play with Lindholm and Chucky on the top line. It solves all of your problems. It's problem solved. You can you can promote internally whoever wants to play with um, Monty Johnny. I would say Monge. Yep. Even Zarek would be good there. Bennett maybe. But Bennett. I'd say Monty Johnny. You can be a rotating door or whatever. Yep. But then because not this is why it solves all your problems for all those reasons we just mentioned. You can now match up top line to top line if need be. Now you freed up how much room for Monty and Johnny and how much matchup power you have there. And then you just don't lose Monty and Johnny. Nope. Because like I think you, I think you can't split them up. You can't. They work so well together, and their skill sets are so. And the other thing too is like if you're splitting them up, it's hard to pair somebody else with Monahan apparently. So, because like who else do you pair with them? Because you probably don't go. Well, that's the thing. Chuck Monahan. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think you can split them up. I think they're together. It's a marriage made in heaven. Yep. That's what it is. And so, because what we're seeing now is with those two paired up on the top line, it's like we're wasting potential. Totally. Well, that's what we've kind of suspected. I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it's like we want to see Kachuk get more time on the top, even if it was on the top line, even if it's, even if it's Gaudreau, Monahan, Kachuk, whatever. Like, he's, what he's doing is he's turning into your best player. Exactly. He's turning into a better player than Johnny Gaudreau. He's turning into a better player than Sean Monahan. Like he's turn, right before our eyes, he's literally turning into it. Yep. So I think like it's because what are your weaknesses? Right? What are what are your weaknesses? Why did you lose in the playoffs? It's because the the Avs top line, our checking line, couldn't handle the Avs top line, and the top line got completely nullified and shut down. And then the second line, because it's got Backlund and Froelich on it, can't score enough. Well, and weren't they trying to pin the three M line against McKinnon? Yeah. Because up until that point, that was your best defensive line. Yeah. So imagine being able to but match now, up. But now that second line, they're so busy. They can't score goals. Yeah. Like they had more than their hands full. Totally. And then all they really had to do was shut down Gaudreau and then hope that our third and fourth lines couldn't really. Which they didn't. Which they didn't. Well, they, they, they scored goals. Yeah. But not enough to count for no goals scored in the top two lines. So, yeah, like I, I, I didn't even. Aside from like, okay, let's go ahead and acquire another top six guy. Aside from that, I think Lindholm and Kachuk are two guys I want to see more of together. Yeah. Well, and I want to see them get in top line minutes. Yeah, exactly. Like, like even if it's like a 1A, 1B type situation. But I think that is your top... Because Gaudreau and Monaghan, not that it's a bad thing, right? But they are quite one-dimensional, right? They're scoring or they're not doing much. Yeah. And they are elite at that. They're incredible at that. Yeah. But if you can have a lot, again, like, because what's the characteristic of all these really good teams is that their top line are play-driving lines. They're lines that don't get dominated in their own zone. Yeah. They're lines like the Ryan O'Reilly line in St. Louis, lines like the Bergeron line, the Barkov line. Yeah. Like, that's, a, like, even even the Tampa Bay line, like, when, well, they're, they're a different story, but, like, if you could have that Lindholm, Kachuk, whoever line... And then what it does is it now it slots. We're just basically just talking about the forward group. It slots everybody where they belong. Mm-hmm. Because right now you're trying to bring guys up from where they belong and trying to fill that void yeah. in the top six. And it's creating more than one issue. It's creating all those issues that we said are, it, are, are now no longer issues if you can bring in a legit top guy. Exactly. And I honestly, you got, I don't know who's available, who's out there. Obviously, there's you know Taylor Hall's available. We can't we afford him? Like, what do you have to give up? That'd be a lot. But 
this to me, if we can do this, this is all you need to do. Everything else is set in place. It's the one piece we're missing. And it's, yeah, like it's not even that, yeah, that's, that's literally it. And I think if you, I think, because we saw this last night, Lindholm and Kachuk, I think we saw it a little bit last year, last year, or towards the end of last year, and a little bit when they kind of mixed up the lines. But I mean, like, Kachuk needs somebody else skilled to play with. Yeah, he needs more skill. Because, like, how many times do you watch, even last night or the Carolina game, does he set up a guy like Backlund or Froelich? Yep. Dies. Play dies. Like, he needs one more. He needs a guy to play with. What would you think about, because I was thinking this last night, playing in Nashville and looking at Duchesne, a guy like that. Duchesne or a guy like Duchesne? A guy like Duchesne. Because I don't think you're going to get Duchesne. Because he well, no, not, any, not anymore, but we had an opportunity. Yeah. We could have been in on Duchesne we if, we, on if we wanted to. Yeah. Well, also we need cap, a guy, cap permitting. We need a guy with that amount of skill level that will can play on top line. Yeah. No, totally. I Again, I don't even think it needs to, It doesn't matter if it's a center or a right winger. Nope. One it needs to be one guy. One or the other. Because we know Lindholm can play either one. And I think I've been nothing short of impressed with Lindholm. Because I was a bit of a doubter that he was more effective at center. Looked great. He looked great there. And then what that does is that you really have no need. If you can bring that guy in, you really have no need for Janko or for Leak. Nope. And those are, listen, as much as we hate on Janko, he can be a valuable player. In a, in a, in a proper role. In the right setting. Yeah. 100%. I think he can be. I mean, he, I much prefer him in the lineup than Reader. No, me too. The guy still has upside. Yep. Even as frustrating as he is to watch as a flame. Well, fan. I mean, he had what seventeen and thirteen goals. It's nothing to scoff at. That's so, what, I think that's why it's so frustrating. He's been so bad this. But season. the thing is, is that if Tree Living's going out and shopping, you you, you can't settle for a guy that can yeah. play the third line. Well, you know what? I was even thinking like, I wouldn't even settle for a guy like Jason Zucker. No, right he's now. you know he's too much of a tweener because you already too much have, of a tweener. You have so many of those guys already. Who we, like have yeah, we have an excess. Yeah, we have an excess of guys who are not good enough to play in the top six. But too good to play in the box. You never lit legit, legit guy. Yeah. Um, even a guy like Toffoli. Yeah. Toffoli I, would I be think, like lower on my. I think he's like just barely makes it. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go any lesser of a impact player than that. If you get Toffoli super cheap, I'd be into it. But yeah, like I don't even know who's available. And again, it's so early in the season. But like, I think. Fuck it. Let's go. After, let's get Kopitar. The right? thing is like. <laughs> Tree Living needs to work. He needs to he become needs to, a wizard here. I think he needs to get something done this season because he kind of gets a bit of a, oh, he's in on it, but they just fell through. It's like, yeah, man. even though like those things were fucking close. I, they were like, really, like the Kadri one specifically well, was yeah. like, it was it a was done, done deal. Like, and that's the thing that would like could Kadri could play in the top six. 100%. That, that would have solved the there problem. There you go. Boom. You go Kadri. Even if you go like, what, Kadri between Lindholm and Chuck? Yeah. So it's nice to know that your GM is already basically the other, working on it. The other factor is the cap thing. Yeah. Because somebody I was talk I was just discussing with a few people yesterday is like, hey, maybe Tafoli's a target. He makes four point six. That's gonna be hard. It's you doable. Have, it's doable, and but you have to move Frolik out. And Jay and well move them both out. So you know who if, maybe if, the guy is for me who I think I think it's I think it's Hamannick. Sure. I, think I, don't, you, I don't mind it. I think you can move him out and yeah. get something back. Yep. Or you can move him out and get nothing back and use whatever asset you get back. Like a With Valimaki coming in, the closer we get to that, yep. the less we're going to need. A because there was a report that Travis Hamannick is not going to be discussing contract negotiations in season. 
whatever. A lot of guys do that, yeah. but I don't know. For me, like Tree Living cannot lose Hamannick for nothing based on the fact that we gave up so much to get him. So, yeah, I don't know, but I think, dude, like you said, the code has been cracked. We know That's what to it. do. And then if you bring in that guy, you have zero need for Jankowski in for a league, so you might as well use that as a way to get that guy you need. Well, dude, like, if you brought that guy in, like, I'm not trying to, like, be armchair GM here, but, like, Derek Ryan makes three points something. If you brought in a legit top guy. Sure. I don't mind t- keeping Janko over Ryan. I don't mind, literally, anybody other than those four guys. Yep. And the four exactly. ranks, or uh, you can move them out because yep. we're getting to a point where it's like I keep Manjo. No, me too. But maybe someone sees value Bennett. in him, and you have to. If you have to part with Martin, oh, I don't want to part with Manjo. I don't want to part with Manjo either. Yeah. But I think we're at the point where it's enough screwing around here. Let's get a legit guy here. Yeah. 